2: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado avalanche. And it is Friday. We are foregoing the Fan Friday segment to finish off the now four-part segment that Adam Denker of Locked On Lightning and I had at the beginning of the week. So this is the last part. If you're just catching up. Go back a few episodes to part one and listen all the way through because uh, this is the culmination of, uh, one of one of the most fun hockey talks I've ever had uh, with somebody. So we are going to jump into it in a second because this is probably the longest part because I wanted to f- get it all in in one week. I didn't want it to have to carry over it into Monday, so this episode might be a little bit on the long side for some people. I apologize about that. So we're going to get into it in a in a minute here, but uh, I would have to talk about kind of what went on at practice for the Avalanche yesterday, or maybe what didn't go on at practice, or maybe a little bit of both. What did go on was Cal McCarr came back on the ice, did very, very minimal stuff, almost next to nothing, but he was visible, he was in a practice uniform, and he was wearing skates. Not to be seen anywhere was Nathan McKinnon. And... Obviously players were asked about it, coaches were asked about it, and they can't say anything. So we don't know what is going on with Nathan McKinnon right now, and if you heard a collective gasp that is from the Colorado fan base, it's very real. He's he's the machine. And he makes his team go. Do they still you know, if he and I am thinking way ahead. If they were if they were to have to go into this playoff without him, they could hold their own. They've proven it all year long. Granted, it's been with him. But if it's the other way around, and they're going to be without him for a while, things could get very, very interesting. So this is just day one of this. It's very early. We don't know anything. We'll just have to wait and see and just hope for the best. That is not any bad injury, any coronavirus, anything like that. We, we don't know. Everything right Right now is pure speculation and guesswork. So, And that's what fans are going to do. Fans are going to go on social media and have their own opinion of what is wrong with him, if anything. Or it could be he just wanted a day off, wanted a day of rest. But I would think they would say that if if that's all it was. So who knows? Have to wait and see. Maybe over the weekend and he's back on Monday. Let's just hope. We'll talk about that next week. For right now, let us finish the fourth and final piece of the discussion that Adam from Locked on Lightning and I had. Hope you guys have enjoyed this. And like I said, if you're just catching up, go back and listen
0: to the first three parts. And uh, here is part four. Enjoy it. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code,
1: PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: Yeah, I mean, with, you know, uh, with the Vezina, I mean, you guys definitely have a more chance bringing, bringing a silverware home than uh, maybe my guys do. Uh, We got Vasilevsky up for the Vezina and then we got Hedman up for the the Norris, which are just two very tight races and uh-huh. Vezina could honestly could go to any one of these, these goaltenders. And granted, I'm, I'm very biased about this. I think Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league. I mm-hmm. think that he, you know, the best goalie, you know, and a lot of people discredit him because, you know, well, he has all these players and all these weapons in front of him. Whereas Connor Hellebuck didn't really have much on his team this year. Um, he granted, yeah, he kind of, a lot of people don't, the thing that hurts Vasilevsky is that he, he wins a lot of games and people don't really take a lot of stock in, in goalie wins.
2: Which is uh, so odd.
3: It's, it, I mean, I guess like it's the same thing as if you're looking at the Cy Young Award winner candidates with wins in baseball. Cause it's like, well, a guy could pitch six innings, qualify for the win, and that be done with it, you know? Like, yeah. Um, whereas I get where people are coming from, but it's like, granted, he didn't single handedly win those games like a Hellebuck, you could make the case for, cause Hellebuck led the league in shutouts this year. Um, and then, But if you're going to use that argument with Vasilevsky, you could use that with Rask, even though Rask only had like 26. Mm -hmm. Rask plays on an even better team than the the Lightning. So um, now, granted, yeah, they are going to announce the awards later on in the playoffs. But do you think any performance during the playoffs is going to have – granted, they're not supposed to, but do you think there's going to be any maybe sway if like – like a, like a, like a dry saddle gets hot or maybe like a, like a hell, like a Tuka gets hot. Um, right. Do you think that's going to have any sway towards the decision um, with any of these awards? Cause I think, I cool. mean, if, if they, if they, I think a lot of these people know who's going to win the Calder. I don't think that's really a mystery at this point um, for Ooh, those people. It, so. is, right. Yeah.
2: Right. And it's, it's interesting because um, under normal circumstances, are, are, is the voting in before the playoffs even? I was wondering that too. I would imagine they would just so for that reason exactly. And but- and this is a different ball game now. So could, like, it's a really good question. Could somebody get swayed? Uh, like like you said, if if McKinnon just goes crazy in that first round will that change uh maybe a vote or two mm-hmm. it shouldn't it, it, it's not supposed to work that way right but um because those those votes could just go towards a con smith instead of a, a yeah ted Lindsay, or you know right 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 exactly so um i don't know well, and the thing is, we will never know. <laughs> no, we won't. And regardless <laughs> if it
3: looks like it, that's the case, we'll never get the real answer. No. Uh, and then we got my guy, Victor Hedman, um, mm-hmm. in the Norris Trophy talk. Now, the cards, the, the voting, you know, this, the Norris Trophy is obviously for the best defenseman. Right. Recently, it looks like it's just the voting for the most points by a defenseman. Because that, that, that you know, kind of yeah, up. that's kind of like the trend that you saw right over the last couple of years. Um, John Carlson absolutely lit the world on fire with, I believe, he had like 74, 75 points this year, something around that range. Yeah, something like that. And but it's like John Carlson isn't, he's just, I, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about him. He's, in my opinion, he's just an offensive defenseman, whereas right. Hedman is more of a two way defenseman, he could, he could. He's a good playmaker. He could score the goals when he need when he can and chooses to because mm. he's more of a facilitator. But he he's also has this uncanny talent. I, I can't tell you how many times, um, because the lightning are also terrible at just passing the puck and just, you know, not have creating turnovers. On their own end. And I can't tell you how many times they've turned over the puck in the neutral zone this year. And oh, Hedman's had to get on his horse and race back to, to break up the fast break or the rush, where, <laughs> okay. where granted, yeah, that, you know, you have Vasilezzi in goal, but you never want to make it too easy for the other team. Right. Um, Roman Josie, haven't watched a bunch of him, so I can't really have an opinion on him. Um, obviously, I know he's a very good defenseman, but I think Carlson's going to win. It's just because, like I said on my last episode, defensemen scoring a lot of points is just the sexy stat now for defensemen. Yeah. It's not, you know, I believe there's these tons of advanced stats. Um, the one stat I really look at, and I talk about a lot on my show, and really measuring a player, whether you're a defenseman or a forward, is it's the points created stat um, okay. or points shared, where it measures not only even if you didn't get in a point in the play, um, if if you had some defining role in that leading up to a goal, right, you're credited with that point. It's like an abstract point uh, um, column, I guess, in the stat sheet. But yeah, right. I, Victor Hedman for defenseman is in the top two, top three for that. So you know that kind of works in his favor too. But I really wish there was a stat where they they really really go in depth with the defensemen in
2: goals points saved kind of, you know? Um. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Now, um, I, I obviously I know, you know, Roman Yossi and I'm hearing that he, he's kind of getting like the, maybe like this sympathy vote. So yeah, he's I getting, thought the he had vote. won this before. He, I thought he did
3: too. And maybe he didn't, I was under the impression because usually the case is with the finalists, One or two of the guys have won it before. Um, I believe Carson, maybe Carlson won it maybe before. I thought Yossi did. I thought he did, but
2: um, I I read something uh, recently that, that people think, like, not, this is the year that he'll finally get it or something like that. And uh, maybe we're going to go down that road, too, where we're just kind of giving uh, awards for guys who have, you know, put in, like, a career's worth of of hockey and – we need to give him an award to kind of like fill out the resume. I believe that happened. Granted, he
3: had a great season that year. So I, then again, it took him for like the last five years. Al McGinnis, I don't know if you've watched much of him. Um, yeah, he, I mean, not, not enough to know, uh, know. I mean, he was more known for his slap shot. I mean, he a couple of years ago at the, the All-Star game in St. Louis, he, I, Al McGinnis is like in his 50s now. He, he was in the, he was like a guest in the, the, the fastest slap shot. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, has, he was like a 90s, late 80s um, Shea Weber kind of guy. Oh, okay, right, right. And he's in his late 50s. He's still putting up like 102 on the Slapshot meter. <laughs> oh so God. that just shows you like how <laughs> insane in shape the guy still is. But yeah. like um, he didn't get a Norris Trophy until I believe his maybe last five years in the league. Really? So maybe they're going that route. Right, um, right. Granted, he did play with Paul Coffey and Ray Bork. So that's, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I'm looking at Roman Yossi's numbers right now and just, you know, it's nothing, it's nothing that really jumps off the page. I think what it came down to with the final, like he had 65 points, Mm -hmm. uh, 16 of them were goals. His plus minus was 22, Mm -hmm. but you know, I think it was more so they weren't exactly sure. Now I'm not, Discounting Roman Yossi. He's been an important part of this Predators team for a long time. But at the same time, I think they were just like, all right, this is Hedman and Carlson. Who else are we going to fit in? We have to have three guys. So, you know, because if so, you look at the rest of the defensemen in the league, other than maybe some of the younger guys who you wouldn't, wouldn't dream of, like, I know it was a big deal that Adam Fox got snubbed for the Calder, but it's like, listen, there's only three guys right, that could be eligible for this award, so somebody has to get the snub. Yeah. Um, and how likely is it that a rookie is really going to be in the Norris Trophy? Yeah, exactly. If, if he's not going to be in the Calder, so. <laughs> right, right. Um, now, like, from just from the outside looking in, um, obviously you've seen some Ro- some Yossi, obviously with him being in the Western Conference. Now with the other guys, um, what's just doing the eye test and looking at the numbers, or maybe you've seen them play here and there during the season, who- how you feel about these two guys? Do you think Carlson's got it in the bag, or do you think it's not as clear-cut as it seems?
2: I don't know. Like I, I-, I kind of like seeing guys uh, who haven't, Won something, kind of win it, but at the same time, that takes away from if you're just giving it to somebody because of, uh, you know, you know, pat on the back, like, hey, good job, we'll give it to you this year. That that does it takes away from someone who really is deserving of it. I'm not saying you know, she's not deserving of it, but um, yeah, I I, I was uh, looking at an article that that had uh Carlson winning like they they give percentages of what they thought Mm -hmm. who was gonna and it was like Carlson like it was something like like 78 percent uh that he was going to win this and then I read another one it was like where Yossi was gonna win it and not they didn't have a percentage thing but it was just like no the time is now for him to to win this thing
3: yeah I mean so it's
2: it's a matter of you know
3: these writers just campaigning for these guys I guess yeah that's true like because I when I did a couple of shows on the Vezina before, you know, they dropped the other day. I was up in arms about how could you even say Connor Hellebuck is, you know, even in this, because <laughs> there was a lot of, believe it or not, it was kind of like the same thing for Hellebuck in terms of the Vesna. There was tons. You would not believe, you would have thought like Vasilevsky was just like another just regular guy just being in the top three. You would have never thought that like, Even Tuka Rask had a chance to win this award with the amount of articles that were written about Connor Hellebuck being a a favorite. Mm. It was insane, and that's what drove me nuts about this. And even with Winnipeg being where they were in the standings and how good he is, yes, six shutouts is great. I mean, he, in 27 starts, he had 23 wins, I believe, or something of that number. So, yes, he did carry that team, but at the same time, I mean – 35 wins is 35 wins. I mean, let's, let's not, let's not sugarcoat it. But at the same time, I do agree with the masses on Twitter. Uh, lightning Twitter is very much against the, the, uh, the recognition of, of wins for a goaltender. It's very surprising considering. Really? Yeah. You would think that lightning Twitter would actually campaign for, uh, for their <laughs> guy, right? for their guy, but that's the good thing about lightning Twitter. They're, they're um They don't, they just get right to the chase. They don't sugarcoat anything, right? Um, I'm actually going to have someone from Bolts Jolts on later this week. Discuss. He's actually one of the people that was like, 35 wins is as useless as as plus minuses if you're really putting a lot of stock into that. But um, I, just, I'm, I don't agree with Sorry, but. it. Sorry, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, yeah, for certain players, I look at. Po- yeah. I look at. I think like for a forward, for like a Nathan McKinnon, is his plus minus really going to count that much? Like if you're evaluating yeah. him. Not really. I mean, granted, if his, if his plus minus is like negative thirty-five, yeah, there's got to be. Sure,
2: sure. We
3: need to sit down and figure out what's going on. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. But if you know Victor, if if uh if if yeah, Victor Hedman has you know a plus minus of you know this is not really his plus minus, but if he has like a plus minus of uh you know on the positive side of thirty, then that really shows you how well he's been playing.
2: Well, you look at um Ryan Graves who's who's yes. uh, the, who Colorado got in a you know middle of the night trade with the Rangers was just kind of one of those throw in deals and he is he, he's making it tough for uh who who the Avalanche are going to have to put up on this uh, expansion draft because mm-hmm. he probably would have been up there you know but the year that he's had he's a plus he's a plus 40 Plus, yeah, yeah, that's 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 pretty insane, yeah. Then, those are the things, like you said, like those that's something that stands out. Like, if it's like a plus nine, plus 10, you know what I mean? Like, okay, whatever, but something like that, it that jumps off of the stat sheet, and like, wow, Mm. he must be doing something right, yeah.
3: And I actually, it's funny that you bring up the expansion draft because I was waiting to see now are you at all concerned about possibly the seattle team having the same amount of success and making your life more difficult like vegas very much so yeah <laughs> do you do you think that was a fluke or do you think we're gonna see like i don't think they're gonna really go to the cup finals again like i can't i that's such a difficult thing to do especially <laughs> especially with the bar that vegas has really set now with that yeah. i mean i could see a playoff appearance I'm maybe, maybe like a mid-level seed. I'm not thinking they're going to run away with their division or conference They're Yeah. If I'm, if I'm not wrong, they're going to be in the Pacific. Right. I would assume. Yeah.
2: You know, I think th- there are, they're doing some, you know, rearranging and I, I, I can't remember exactly what it's going to be. Um, but they should be, I mean, that's where they belong is yeah. in the Pacific. Um, I don't know. I, as far as like how they'll do, it's tough to say right now because we don't know the players that, you know, the pool that they have to pick from. Maybe we'll get a little bit better understanding when we see who's available to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, Vegas, Vegas set the bar and you are, you know, the way that Vegas did it is exactly how Seattle can do it. Like you can't go backwards from that. You can't say, well, Oh, we didn't expect an expansion team to do that. Well, we need to scale back our, Procedure mm-hmm. on how we do the next expansion. You have to do it the same exact way, and Seattle's yeah, is going to benefit. They're not going to have a terrible team. Who knows where they'll go? They will. Is it? You know. Yeah, it's definitely possible they could make the playoffs because Vegas proved that you can. But they will not have a bottom feeding team like like we're used to with expansion teams over the past thirty years. It's going to be a, a solid team. Right I off the bat. I read somewhere that there's.
3: I don't know how strong of a possibility it is, but when they do, cause they're going to have a realignment when the Seattle team officially comes now, okay. whether that means the visions, I was hearing the Blackhawks could have potentially moved to the East, which would make sense. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, now that really doesn't alleviate some pressure from you guys that kind of puts more pressure on us um, here in Tampa. Cause then, you know, Blackhawks had a disappointing season but they're still pretty good. Granted, they made some questionable trades in the past couple of years um, to where they kind of set themselves back, but they still have Patrick Kane. They still, you know, if they have a healthy Jonathan Taves, they still have Dominic Kubalik who we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, with the Seattle team, they like yeah, like like you said, they're they're going to be good. They're not going to be bottom dwelling. Right, we, right. It, and it goes back to the whole well, this, this league is has such a vast amount of young talent to where they could be good for the next ten years. You know, this is not yeah. maybe, yeah.
2: Exactly. Uh, so I got up uh NHL. This is right on NHL.com. Um, and it says that yes, Seattle would move to the Pacific, Arizona would move to the Central. So Arizona would be in Colorado's division.
3: Now, how confident are we really in Arizona? staying in arizona at that point
2: oh yeah that's a good point because
3: are they unless i'm wrong are they still underneath the are they still owned by the state of arizona i don't know because i know they were like because i know they were like at one point a quote-unquote ward of the state if you want to call them (laughs) okay um but yeah it's i because i've heard some things as well is that they want to get another team up in canada whether that's quebec city um
2: yeah, I've heard of Quebec wants another one. Uh another shot at it. I've heard that. Um but then that would throw everything off again. Yeah, that's the thing.
3: Like <laughs> you can't you can't that's the thing that the league needs to be careful about. I mean, right. granted, after the Seattle team, I think they're gonna be done with the expansion for oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. many years. Have, yeah, because you have
2: an even number of teams. Right. Um, but you can't move a Western Conference team over to Quebec. Right that can't really uh, yeah i don't well, know Well
3: what i'm saying what they sh- what i was thinking and i and i spoke about this a little bit um when we were going through the dark days of the post apocalyptic uh nhl pause uh-huh. that um why if you're gonna move them anywhere either maybe like western canada or maybe a like bring back one of the old Franchises like a Kansas City Scouts, something like that, <laughs> you know, because right. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how big Kansas City was on hockey back in the day. I mean, I think they moved. I don't know where they ended up moving, but um, yeah, is I mean, they have to. The game's growing, and they have tons of tons of options and tons of states that are definitely going to be in it. I I even said move them to Minnesota, put the pressure on the Wild. Because oh, yeah. it's it seems like, um, you know, I'm not here dropping, dropping on, you know, Minnesota. But, I mean, that's the hockey capital of America. Mm-hmm. And that team is constantly, you know, not ever in the talk to, to be a threat for a Stanley Cup.
2: No, they should be more consistent than they are. Yeah. yeah it's,
3: yep. it's, I mean, I think that whether you put them maybe in St. Cloud, I mean, I don't know how big... <laughs> Minnesota is or even how big St. Cloud is but I mean if they they need to put pressure on one of these hockey cities you know you can't be having a team like that especially you know just yeah being mediocre year in year out right Uh, but yeah I mean you guys now that we've had this talk I mean the Western Conference you know I thought I was nervous about what the Lightning were possibly going to run into the Western Conference is an absolute like just I have no interest in playing any of those guys and still it's absolutely necessary. And that's of course the final. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick my poison and pick a team from the the West to possibly play in the finals uh, where it, where it's more so I want to play for a matchup, then again, you know, how much would that likely occur? I would probably want, um honestly, if, if if I'm being realistic here, because that's really what we're shooting for, <laughs> it, I would probably have to go for the abs. And I'm not just saying that because we're talking right now, just because right. it's, I think at that, if the Lightning do get to that point, that means that they're playing fast, speedy, uh, you know, in-your-face, constant pressure hockey, which that's what they're designed to do. And they're very similar to the, the, the Avalanche in that way. Um, granted, we do... I believe get a big boost in the goaltender department. If you had to go down each, you know, column as to which team has the edge, um, Vasilevsky um, uh, up against whoever you guys decide to have. I think you know, <laughs> Vasilevsky is a pretty yeah, he'll good. Be tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys, I I have no interest in trying to chase down uh, McKinnon and Landeskog and right. Know, uh, even Nemestikov who, you know, he, in his brief tenure with the lightning, he showed that he's, he's, he has the same kind of style. He, he's a f- really fast skater. If he gets on a roll, he could definitely, uh, get up a couple of points in as you know, two, three games, he could probably notch three or four. If he's really feeling it out there, um, right, right. Kale McCarr, if he's buzzing, I'm not looking forward to that either. Um, <laughs> But it's super exciting definitely all the matchups and i think that our team's definitely having that i call it a bye because like i said earlier they're not real games we're not playing really for anything yeah um it's true it's gonna be a super exciting finals and playoffs and this is these guys are gonna be super rested um unless you know they're injured so right
2: yeah um it, yeah no clue where this thing could go
3: and, and yeah if you had to guess you know like yeah. to piggyback off of what where are you seeing you know not only your team yep. and obviously we both want them to go to the finals but you sure. know we don't live in a perfect world as 2020 has proven right right uh, so exactly. where where are you seeing maybe not only the how the av abs are going or maybe
2: also where are you seeing the eastern conference so uh you know, living uh I, I live on the East Coast obviously. Yes. So, um and and living in New York, I, I, I'd like to see the Rangers do well. I don't I don't and my dad is a Ranger fan. So it's one of those things where it's like and, and I I didn't grow up being an, a Ranger fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I pay attention to them. So yeah, they got in this thing through the back door and um there's going to be a team who benefits from that? I'm not saying it's going to be the Rangers, but um, I don't think this thing is going to go as they say chalk and, you know, the higher seeds are always going to win. Somebody is going to blow this thing up. Yeah. Um, Could it be a team like the Rangers? It it definitely could be. Um, I don't like if just going through the, the teams, you know, in play, obviously the Bruins scare you, the lightning scare you. Um, the Flyers were playing better than probably anybody in the league. Yeah. That,
3: that's the one team where you're not really too scared of them, but you're, you're keeping
2: them in your peripheral. Exactly. Exactly. Like they, they were, they got hot at the right time. So they, it's almost like they didn't prove it through the entirety of the season. They were hanging around, hanging around, and then they got hot when they needed to. Um, And, and yeah, like, I think that's a really good analogy is just know that they're there because They're an interesting team because did this time off hurt them? If Mm -hmm. we didn't have this time off, we might be talking about the Flyers a lot more. Um, And then the Penguins are the Penguins and they're always going to be as long as Crosby is there. So, you know, even though maybe they're, I mean, what did they have? Let me bring up the record here. 86 points. Okay. So they Mm -hmm. were doing okay. Um, And then other than that, you know, and we we didn't even really talk about the Capitals at all.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> and they're they just, just keep hanging around. They're, they're just one of those teams, and it's maybe because they went so many years. Maybe this is just me. They went so many years with not winning a cup, coming so close, running into the Penguins, or just you know falling short wherever it was. Where you just take for granted how good they are and you just yeah. expect them to be there where, you know, the, the penguins are a different team. They're kind of going through sort of a, you know, they're not that those, they're not that kind of dominant team that you saw win back-to-back cups. No, definitely. Uh, and whereas the, the capitals are only two years off from, you know, winning a cup. So it, it's, they're very, it's, they're very, interesting team because Braden Hopey wasn't exactly playing the way he you would expect from him. Um it once again you it kind of looked like Ovechkin was just carrying the team on his back as always. Mm-hmm. Um Backstrom was just facilitating the puck to to uh to Ovechkin the entire time. And then also you have Carlson. Um and then a part of that Carlson is just, you know, he just lines up at the blue blue line and just lets it rip through right. traffic and um other than that, I mean, they just have a ton of, I guess, you know, just guys that are just the best way, I guess, you know, they go out there and they try to create havoc. They have Tom Wilson who, you know, you and I could agree in our brief dealings with Tom Wilson, just how pain of a butt he is, <laughs> uh, you know, regardless of how many times he thinks he's not in the wrong, but yeah, that's yeah. another show. Oh God, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's It's almost unfortunate that we don't have a, locked on capital's host at the moment cuz mm. i would definitely give him an earful about tom wilson just how <laughs> just for one episode but i mean yeah i but how much do you how how are the chances even for a a, a Montreal to blow it all up Against yeah. the Penguins, yeah, or no you know, because like as yeah. easily as we could sit here and say, "All right, Tampa Bay and Colorado," we could easily turn around and see Chicago,
2: Montreal. That's ex- I was, yeah, that's what which, I'm friends of mine which, like, joking about it, but like, hey, could happen. Which would I guess would be great for the league,
3: regardless, because you're still having two original six teams, and you're having two great stories in terms of teams that had no business being in this race. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean. I think I said to you maybe when we did that roundtable that if I had to put money on all of it, I would just save it for next season <laughs> and just hedge my
2: bets on that. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see how well uh, the, the central division comes out of this because, it, you know, and we, we likened it to like an NCAA basketball tournament um, for a number of reasons. There's a lot of teams in it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be hockey pretty much from like morning till night, which is going to be fantastic the way the schedule is set up. Oh, that's going to be Uh, incredible. Yeah. It's going to be the best. And, and in the NCAA tournament, there's always that one conference that gets like the most teams in, whether it's like the big 10 or something like that. Yeah. And you always see how they do. Every team from the central division got into this playoff. Yeah. That's so now
3: do you see, because I've seen some people discussing if this is uh, obviously minus the crowd. So it's going to be kind of different, but if this turns out to be an exciting, successful playoffs, do you see the league possibly, maybe pitching this towards the player? Now they obviously yeah. just fixed their CBA, so. But do you see yeah. them maybe turning around and say, "Hey, do you guys want to sign up for the, for the-
2: <laughs> Oh man, that—that's a. I don't. I don't know if the players want to do this every every year, to have like a a, a you know a play-in round and a, a round robin round. Um,
3: now, do you just take away the round robin now? Because they are then, gonna, I believe they do. Once they do have Seattle, they do plan to expand the playoffs. I don't know how many teams, but do you just take <laughs> away the round robin as a consolation?
2: That's true. You could do that. That's possible. Cause Cause I don't then, know because then they could. just I think they could just milk it. They could, just milk the playoffs that I way. I think. We, I think we'll have to see how this goes, and and then we maybe we'll have to see like how it all plays out and if if it's um and how the ratings do mm-hmm. you know what i mean if if you get good ratings on this you get good games um there's a possibility something like this might happen but this is just gonna be nuts this is gonna be like we're we might not see anything like this for a while
3: yeah i know it's one of those things where we could go out there and expect our teams to go out there and play the way you know we're accustomed to them playing but at the same time like you said earlier, you know, we could see everybody going out there playing conservative hockey because you don't want anybody blowing a wheel or a gasket out there no. in the opening round.
2: No, right.
3: Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where you have teams possibly going away from their bread and butter, which opens up the doors for the, I guess, the misfit teams that got in through technicality, sure. kind of wreaking havoc. Now, could that possibly affect ratings in terms of maybe on the downslope of, all right, Boston and Tampa and Colorado and Edmonton are out of it because of major upsets. Now we have all these ridiculous right. teams and it. hockey fans. Now the hardcore hockey fans are going to stay in it regardless. But right, right. Yeah. maybe to the viewer, maybe a, a wild um, uh, Arizona Cup <laughs> final. Is not maybe not as the, attractive yes. to the right, eye. Right, right. So. That's, that's
2: true. And if you add this many teams, obviously it's a longer, uh, you know, you need more weeks to, to finish these playoffs. And that's asking a lot for the casual fans. To watch these playoffs, so will yeah, do it right now because nothing else is on, and yeah. this will, this will attract a lot of. But the the Olympics do that every four years. Yeah, that's the a thing. Like track brand new people, and then they tail off. It's like the World Cup every four years. So. so would you say maybe
3: since I would assume now I forget how they did it with the with the with the Olympics. Do they they do like an extended All Star break, or did they continue playing last time? I forgot.
2: No, they took a break.
3: Okay. So having them do that, do you maybe consolate the other teams by having an extended playoffs?
2: Yeah. Yeah. How would you do that? Let's see. How would.
3: I certainly wouldn't have. Uh, any of the teams in it have a possibility of getting a draft pick as the first overall pick, which we haven't even gotten <laughs> to. I, no, we haven't. I think I think both of us <laughs> in the back of our heads knew this is going to happen. I, I didn't – you know, it was just one of those things where they gave, it the, they gave it the opportunity for that to happen, and of course it happened. Of course it did. Yes. I thought – honestly, I thought it was fake when it first um, was – When it showed up. When it showed up, and I was like, no way. Yeah. There's no way this is happening, yeah. and then and then I saw and then the next day I was immediately, um, bombarded with the the Tampa Bay Lightning getting the first overall pick through. <laughs> H. Yeah, um, but uh, um,
1: I don't you- believe
3: I don't believe any team that is in the playoffs, regardless of if they just you know, I don't believe they deserve
2: a top ten draft pick. I'm sorry, no. No, but and if you watch the video, if you watch the the video of the the you know the bingo balls being drawn, and if you watch that video, which is available, you can watch it. Um, when the the combination of numbers comes up, uh, and the guy who is in the books is you know saying which team is which, and they say you know it's what however they said it, like you know it, it's the playoff team or whatever. Yes. team. Gary Bettman has this smirk on his face like and now, i it, it could go the route of conspiracy theory conspiracy or i can't believe that just happened do
3: you it think do you think cuz uh you know Gary is very controversial i mean sure. i'm pretty sure i was almost confident a couple of years ago when they awarded the Stanley Cup trophy to the penguins in nashville i thought it, i thought he was getting hit in the face by a catfish but <laughs> so he's very not well liked do you think that was now let's go down conspiracy lane. Do you think in your heart of hearts, do you think he organized that? Or do you think, because obviously that's going to be the only thing that's going to be
2: spoken about for the next, I think that was really the only thing spoken about for the next 48 hours. Right. Right. After that. I, I want to say he has the, the purity of the NHL at heart and it is not uh, fixed. I I want to say that. And I want to believe that. Uh, But it's more fun to talk about. The what ifs, and we, what will really hammer this home is when we find out what team it is, because I I, I have conversations with people, and you, th- I'll ask you if if what are the teams that if they get that slot, the number one pick, you will shout conspiracy.
3: Um, from the so. Because I got three. Just to be clear, the (coughs) any team from the qualifying round is fair game. Now, how they will get it, I believe, is through a raffle. I don't think they're going to do it, or like a like a lottery. Um, So, I guess the three teams where I will, you will definitely see a hour and a half podcast from me the next day (laughs) will probably be the Rangers because they're already stacked. Um, they have two goalies who could easily be a starter on any team. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they, you know, and they have Panarin, of course, and they have all these other guys that, you know, Sabanajev who's having an incredible season. Uh, the Panthers, just because they're an in-state rival, uh, mm-hmm. Barkov and Huberdu are just more of a headache than I need to have in my okay. life. Along, right. with Ke- along with Keith Yandel, um, mm-hmm. who surprisingly is having a resurgence there in Florida, uh, I heard that yeah. he 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 remembered how to score goals again, which was incredible. <laughs> um, and then I guess just for the sake, because I would have to say Pittsburgh. See, okay, because that would that would definitely lead me down conspiracy lane. Yeah, so. because that <laughs> now you're telling me because it's no secret that the league whether it's the officiating or the way they promote their players, the league loves Sidney Crosby. Gary Bettman right. loves Sidney Crosby. Oh, yeah, he's the golden boy. And for him, now, through some act of the hockey gods, you know, knocking out the Penguins in the first round, now, what does that say about the league's favoritism towards the Penguins if now they have a chance at, uh, I believe his name is Alex Lefrenet, if I'm pronouncing it all right?
2: Lafrenier.
3: Lafrenier. I'm yeah. terrible at names. Um <laughs> Now I haven't I don't know much about him, but he's supposed to be
2: Calder is, Trophy material. Yes, yes, he is.
3: Um so to have him paired up with Getzel, Malkin, Crosby, you're talking about top four for next year in the conference, potentially.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So so now, that, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it, it's it's nothing to do with like the Avalanche and you know, any of their rivals. But, um, and it's purely on, you know, promotion for for the NHL. And definitely the Penguins are on on my list. Um, Edmonton is another one because if you put on that team, you know, Edmonton is going to have a dynasty for 15 years. Yeah, that's. And then the last one for me was Montreal. You, you know what? I try. 16, I, I, you know, yeah. It's yep. it's
3: one of the things where I don't necessarily dislike Montreal as the team. It's the fans that I would relentlessly, <laughs> you know, if they get the next, you know, McDavid or a Drysidle, right. you would never hear the end of it. No, you know, I I often equate Canadian fans because you know I have some family up in Canada, so I sometimes get it firsthand. Is as Yankee fans yeah. or, or a Celtic fans or, you know, any fans in any, or the Patriot fans, you know, you never heard the end of it when they, they won a game or anything. So for, yeah, I guess, you know, if I think like Montreal and Pittsburgh are definitely maybe the top two Edmonton, granted, I don't, I, it's different for you obviously, cause they're in your conference. So yeah. um, I, yeah, that, I think that would be good to see. And I think, part of it wouldn't be a big deal for me because I think McDavid's one of those guys where also I don't think the league wants to see McDavid go through the amount of time uh Ovechkin did without winning a cup. Right. You know, he's their next yes. goal. He's their next golden boy. Oh yeah. So for him to win a cup early on, like Crosby did is I think like Gary Bettman's like dream come true.
2: It's, it's on his, uh, it's on his wish list. Yeah, especially right. with yeah.
3: especially with the the new CBA with them working together to more promotion and all right. that. I think that you would you would you wouldn't be able to get away from it where it would possibly be you know everybody hating on Edmonton. Um, so I could see no, it that way but, too. Right.
2: but I, I I was sure the Red Wings would would get the number one pick. Not because I think they had, I was too. Had, not because they had the best odds. Because. The league wants the Red Wings to be relevant. The, the 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 I think, like, yeah, the NHL needs original six teams. To be right, good. right. So if it's and, not the Red yeah. Wings, I, I think, you know, Montreal could be them. And that'll, you know, I don't know if this kid will turn a franchise around like McDavid did in a short amount of time. But, um, yeah, they're saying he's got all the potential in the world. So, yeah, so, I mean, we'll see.
3: I, who knows, maybe this playoff team will trade down and just get like a, a King's ransom for the there number one pick who that never, I, you know, you never know. Yeah. No, um, no.
2: But yeah, this is uh, interesting. Yeah. So all, all of this stuff we will eventually hopefully get answers to. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> but, Um. Yeah. you know, yeah. Just hopefully none of the players leave their hotel
3: rooms. To <laughs>
2: Go get Chick-fil-A or something.
3: Yeah, something ridiculous. Or <laughs> Hortons since
2: they're in uh, yeah, Canada. Right. Oh, my God. Well, all right, man. I think that about sums it up. I think we pretty much covered I all think, there is to cover right about
3: now. I, I think that we we basically hit the nail on the head with there's, everything. There's yeah.
2: nothing else to talk about. We covered soup to nuts
3: and that said that that says a lot considering how many different storylines are going on in the NFL now well we definitely (laughs) got to do this again when maybe the dust has settled or maybe midway through is kind of like a sort of a a kind of like a all right let's let's take back let's look at all the things we predicted wrongly and maybe discuss it and dissect it
2: I think I, I like that idea. So we'll definitely do that soon. But hopefully just... hopefully, I'm in a good mood with the lightning by the time we talk <laughs> <Yeah>. next. <laughs> and if these two teams make it to the cup, you know we will definitely be doing oh, something Oh, that's going to
3: – there's not enough coffee in the world for me to, to stay up. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. All right, man. Be Thanks good. a lot. All right.
3: let go